Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of a Warrior Wang Bang Wednesday. This is your host, Emil Wang. And the NBA playoffs are finally here. They start on Saturday with the Warriors playing the LA Clippers at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Now, this pod wouldn't be a Warriors pod without my fellow compadre, my number one employee, uh, somebody who would not quit in public without telling me first, the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? That doesn't even make any sense, dude. Like, what, you, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> it's exactly I'm what magic one em- I, I mean, I'm your number one employee, and I would never quit. Like, what? I would, those, none of those things are true. I'm dude, not you, you're you the number and, one employee of this pod. You, you've done, uh, you've yeah, done the most then, uh, episodes. So that's not true. And two, also, uh, I would absolutely stab you in the back. Oh. Yeah. Come on, man. What do you think? I have some sort of integrity here? Like, what is this? That's true. If I could find someone better to review the Warriors, I, I would go to them too. So, touche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the topic of backstabbing employees, Matt, uh, before we get started talking about the Warriors, uh, let's, let's touch on Magic Johnson and the LA Lakers. Uh, if for those of you who didn't know, right before the Lakers' last game of the season, Magic Johnson, in a impromptu interview, uh, announced to the media that he was retiring or quitting, basically, his job as president of basketball operations of the L.A. Lakers. It was revealed that he didn't have any conversations with the owner, Jeannie Buss, or GM Rob Palinka about this. Uh, and the biggest surprise is that he didn't tell the real GM, LeBron James, that he was going to be doing this. So pretty pretty reflective of how that Lakers season has gone. Uh, I, I would like to say I'm surprised it happened. But, I mean, all things considered, we're not really surprised that Magic, Magic Johnson's gone, right? Well, I mean, he even said himself previously um, that basically he was going to fire himself. He was going to, like, leave if they couldn't land, like, a free agent after this off season like he said that when he got hired like he was like give me two seasons and then you know and if i don't land like you know two star players then you know i'm gonna remove myself from this situation so it's like i think he kind of already knew but you know this is all there's just so many different ways you can kind of look at it because because it just came out of nowhere and like everything is so like out there right now but like i think magic uh did not want to do any of the uh, really tough work that is damn it my fucking dog is in the back uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah he didn't want to do I think he didn't want to do some of the work that was associated with being like a good GM and it, and it came at a time where basically I think they were saying that Jeannie was going to fire him or, ha- or excuse me Jeannie was going to let him like decide whether or not to fire Luke Walton right and right. I just don't think he had the freaking balls to do it. Like, he just didn't want to do that. He's like, you know, I just don't think that's magic's, like, I think he realizes, like, the job doesn't fit his personality. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's just, like, it's very obvious. He's just like, I just don't want to do this. Because you watch, like, 
older magic interviews and stuff on TV. It's like he's just a happy, jolly dude. Loves basketball. Loves you know, mentoring young players and stuff like that. That's all he wants to do with his life. I mean, he's got side businesses. He's hella rich. Like, what does he need to prove by like, trying to bring the Lakers back? Like, I didn't realize it's like, nah, this shit's not for me. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he more wants to be an ambassador of the game and not necessarily yeah, like somebody exactly. who runs a, uh, an operation. And that totally makes sense. And, you know, all power to him for deciding that this wasn't for him. He wasn't happy and it was time to move on. Uh, one, one funny thing that you said was, you know, t- two max players. Hey, you know, superstars are in the eye of the beholder. I mean, some might think that uh, JaVale McGee was that second all-star that LeBron needed because... I That Jav- is, first of all, don't diss Alex Caruso like that. Hey, so, yo! Yeah. 30 and, and 10. I, Fuck the yeah, LA Clippers' will, uh, <laughs> playoff seating. <laughs> I will not stand for the slander of Caruso, all right? This is he had a great season. He should get the max. That's my <laughs> belief. Is that like should get max? Rob Palenka. To Rob Palenka. Now that you have more power, uh, first order of business, Max uh, Max Caruso. Yeah, uh, you, if you, you strike got... out everyone else, the backup Max Caruso. There you go. <laughs> Before we move on from the Lakers, uh, who do you think is the most likely? A free agent that like max quote unquote max free agent that they're going to get in the off season. Katie, so Kawhi. I, my initial, my thought is I think it's n- none of those guys. First of all, mm. Katie, Kawhi, none of those guys, they're not landing a top tier guy. I, yeah. I never bought into the Kyrie thing. I never understood why he would <laughs> want to play with LeBron again, just because they quote unquote made up doesn't mean he wants to, you know, be his bitch again. Well, you know, well, if they lose games, he gets all the blame you know, for not playing well enough. And then, you know, LeBron just kind of play puts 0% effort on defense and then gets all the credit if they win, right? That's the whole point. He, he wasn't going to do that. So I never bought into that narrative. I don't think Kyrie will be going to L.A. Um, but I think they're really – the only one that they have a shot at and they could easily swing is um, – not easily, but, like, I think you could convince a guy like Jimmy Butler is what I think. Because yeah. Jimmy's not going to get as many offers, and he's going to want a four-year contract because he's 29, mm-hmm. you know, and his, his body is – yeah, and his, this is his last big contract, and then his body's like breaking down. So a desperate team like the Lakers that wants to get a star, you end up – like a reasonable person would say, hey, look, given Jimmy's like ridiculous like history of playing insane amount, something that's under Tibbs – and like you know, getting hurt here and there, like he is not somebody I would commit four years and thirty-five plus million dollars to per year. You know, it's like I don't know, man. Like I might do a two-year with him at a, at the max, but I don't think he's gonna be looking for that. He's looking for you know four-year max. So I think a team like the Lakers, who are desperate for a star, will just have to overpay and just eat the. You know the last two years of that contract, where yeah, there's a very good chance he could decline. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I I see the Lakers getting kind of a a, a second tier star. Uh, you know, even though Kemba was a was an All Star game starter, that was kind of bullshit. But so I see Kemba, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, um, maybe even Vuvic, uh, Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah. 
Yeah, he's also free agent that they can get. So uh, definitely names are out there. There are a plethora of free agents out there, but I don't think any of the real legit quote-unquote max guys are going to end up on the Lakers. And basically LeBron's LeBron's future is fucked unless unless they pull off that AD trade. That's really the only way they're going to be able to, to, to become relevant um, at this point in LeBron's career. Well, yeah, the AD trade, AD trade, and then you have to also land that other free agent. Right. right. So it's got to be. But I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what do you really have left to trade now? Like, all their yeah. salary filler guys are are on one year deals, which means they're out. Can't do yeah. anything with them anymore. Yeah. So what do you who do you really have on the roster you can trade? I was like, they, their best bet was last or during the season when they had all these like, you can offer cap relief by taking on like Solomon Hill's contract and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you could have done it, but now you can't yet. How do you even match the salary? I don't even Dude, know. Is Mike Muscala would... making a lot of money? Cause he, yeah. he was <laughs> late season acquisition. Mike Muscala, big man. Oh shooting man. 30%. Champ dude. He was a, <laughs> that guy, great move by magic and Polinka. Uh, steal, a steal by a uh, steal from across the town. Uh, by the LA Clippers. Um, on that note, let, let's let's talk some let's talk some winning basketball here. Let's talk about the first round matchup between the Golden State Warriors, the number one seed Golden State Warriors, against the number eight seed LA Clippers. S- uh, series starting Saturday, 5 p.m. I believe on ABC. What are your thoughts on this series overall, James? What um what 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 are some talking points that you'd like to go over? Well, I think it's just um how are some of the um, you know, Clippers have a nice mix of like vets and young players. So um, it's going to be interesting to see um, how the young players kind of uh, adjust to playoff basketball. I think because, yeah. you know, you yeah, you got guys like Lou, who's been there many times. Uh, and then you also have, you know, Pat Bev, you know, Gallo's been in the playoffs with the Nuggets, you know. So, Wilson Chandler, I think. Is yeah, Wilson Chandler. I mean, they have, yeah, they have a lot of solid dudes, like vets, that are going to be there. But they also have nice young players, SGA. Um, I don't know if Trez has been in the playoffs, maybe on Houston. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of the younger something. years. Yeah, one of the one he was younger. But I mean, yeah, Sh- yeah Landry Shaman. Is yeah. Shaman a rookie? Shaman. I can't I, I know Shaman's a rookie. Shaman's a rookie. He's and then Kiltris uh, Alexander. Yeah, SGA is also, a rookie. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. But, Two rookies. And, then and have, also uh, Zubac is also Zubach. is this what a second or third year player? Yeah, also, third, you know, third, relatively yeah. young. Uh, and then they have Jerome Robinson, another rookie. So yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, that that it's crazy that you know, and and it pains me to say this uh, because I hate, I usually hate the guy, but Doc Rivers is is up there as a coach of the year candidate. I, I think it's him and the Budenholzer. Um, he's great job with this team. Like he's a yeah. terrible GM, atrocious. But yeah, you know yeah. this is it really developed the young talent, and that was one of the biggest knocks on him uh, early in his uh, Clippers career was that he wasn't developing the young guys. But I guess. You know, he he really had no choice because the roster had so much of an overturn throughout the year. And this kind of brings me to the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, the uh, the Warriors won the season series three to one to the last two games pretty, pretty convincingly. Um, but one thing to point out is that this is not the same you know, Clippers team that, that started the season. And we didn't really see this Clippers team at full health, even in those last two games. Um, just kind of a recap from the season. 
the Clippers started the season with, you know, Tobias, uh, well, Tobias Harris, basically. And uh, I think they, Mike Scott was a part of that team early on. Um, Whoever else was in as part of that. uh, Who else was in that trade? Yeah, Toby trade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guys like that were on the team. And, you know, there was that trade. And then later. was in that trade, yeah. Right, right. Uh, Lance Shamble was in that trade, and then later in the season they had the trade for Zubac, where they gave yeah. up uh, Muscala. Yeah, yeah, Muscala. So th- this is a very, very different team than what it was at the start of the season. And also in the last two games where they played the Warriors, uh, I remember Lou Williams didn't play that uh, that game that Boogie came back in, and then last game Pat Beverly uh-huh. and uh, Danilo didn't play. So we haven't really seen mm-hmm. this roster at full health. Which I I don't want to you know sound the alarms obviously but you know Lou Williams is a warrior killer that dude gets to the line like twenty five times per game when he, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration but that he he gets to the line a lot against the Warriors and when he's you know on offense uh, when he's on offense there's the Warriors really don't have a great answer for him. Um, uh, obviously, on the flip side, defense. He's he's not a good defender. He's he's small, and you know the Warriors will basically kill him. But if if Lou gets hot and the Warriors are semi cold, um, you know it, it, I, I can definitely see Lou Williams swinging game for him. Yeah, I mean that's really gonna it's it's gonna come down to those uh, things. Like I think um, Shannon, um, if he has a game where he makes four or five threes, you know. Um, they are going to be in it, you know. Uh, he's he's a guy that can I think swing with his shooting. He can swing uh, uh, maybe one game for them, um, and then Lou, you know, just himself. Well, you know, 35, 40 points is not out of the question for one game out of the series. Um, but um, yeah, he's a killer. But I mean, I still like. Um, I still think Trez is going to be like Montrez Harrell's is going to be a huge factor here. Like these. Fucking energy. Yeah. Uh, Capella. Basically, Capella. poor man's Capella. Well, well no, and well, it's. I feel. I always felt like Harold is like a better version of Farid. You know, mm-hmm. like Ken Farid is another guy who absolutely destroys us. You know, and then uh, just these guys who are just like they they play one role, which is hustle on offensive glass, uh, pick and roll, dive to the basket. And then they're undersized, but then they have their leapers, you know, and then they are like energy all day. So they yeah. just all pure hustle uh, and athleticism uh, and then just hustle on the O boards and die to the basket. Yeah. Like, and one thing that I like about Montres Harold is he, he's fast, he's smart on defense. And I don't know if you noticed this, but in our last game against the Clippers, Boogie did not play well because they threw out this double big man lineup where you had both Zubac and, and Harold. Harold. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was pretty nuts because they, you know, they either took turns on him or they, you know, sometimes they threw both of them at him at the same time. Uh, it, it was really interesting because the Warriors, you know, didn't have a great um, counter move to that, especially, you know, at that point of the rotation you know draymond wasn't in the game so i think they had looney in there and you can definitely cheat off looney uh when you know draymond's in the uh when uh, boogie's in the coast uh when boogie's in the post so i I found that strategy really interesting and i also found how 
um, you know, they were also able to sag. They were also able to do that two big man lineup and sag off, you know, Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins and dare them to shoot a three. I, I think Doc is going to lean heavily on that strategy in this series. Yeah, I mean, that's basically going to be most teams against us, you know, <laughs> in terms <laughs> of true. like just, yeah, the strategy will just be, hey, look, Draymond's just give him every three he wants. Uh, and then we'll sack guys off. And then, you know, that's the other good thing. That it, it's interesting you brought that up about the Clippers because that's the other thing about uh, this roster construction is actually really well done by Lawrence Frank. Like, they have a nice variety of players with different skill sets. Like, even look at the rest of their guys, like Wilson Chandler, uh, Garrett Temple, Jermichael Green. Like, these guys yeah. are all, yeah, they're all, like, just, like, three, four Was that guys. trade this year, by the way? Because that, that was another one getting uh, – yeah, that was at the Green. deadline, I think. It was yeah, because they dropped Green. Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. For yeah, Temple, another... and, Temple and Green, yeah. Great yeah. trade, yeah. Yeah, that that's that that one I totally forgot about. But yeah. you're right, Jermichael Green, young guy. You know, Garrett Temple, I think he used to be a like a king or something who came yeah, out of nowhere. King, yeah, yeah. But, like Jermichael's in his late twenties, so he's in his prime. Like Garrett Temple's thirty two, so tail end of his. These guys can still play; they're not like super old, you know. And mm-hmm. then Wilson Chandler's thirty one. I mean, these guys are all like okay, but like nobody's like gonna be a like each one of those guys. It's like, um, they're like solid like three and D type dudes, you know, Yeah. all three of those guys could shoot threes, like not at a super high clip, but like league average clip, you know, it's like, and then you have to respect that. It's not like a Draymond out there, you know? Yeah. yeah it's not like yeah. an Andre Ro- uh, Roberson. Yeah. It's not like, like a Roberson or something like that, you know? So like it's, I, I, you know, I really like their lineup. It's going to be tough to defend. Um, and they're just, uh, you know, tough team they you know docs got them playing you know solid on both uh both ends of the ball so um but yeah i mean i would personally keep an eye out for um and and also even the rookie um gilgis alexander like i'm interested to see how he and he's a, a a guy who can um defensively i think he can the length that he has can be will be a weapon they will use on steph so mm-hmm. And uh, I think they would also because it frees up Patrick Beverly to chase Clay around screens and stuff. You know, I, it was interesting. I was listening to another podcast, and uh, first of all, that that other podcast is not as good as ours, but I, I do listen to other ones once in a while to get some inspiration. Uh, but this other podcast was, I think, it was Anthony Slater interviewing a beat writer from the Clippers, and that. Uh, that beat writer was saying that you know they they don't actually use Pat Beverly on uh, on point guards that often, especially if you have an elite scorer at the three. Uh, they, they've they've had Pat Beverly guard you know LeBron before, uh, even Kawhi Leonard. It's it's kind of bizarre because Pat Beverly's not a very very big guy i mean he's you know what six four probably yeah um but Maybe not know- even that six three yeah yeah but he knows you know he's good with positioning he knows how to get under your skin no um, dude he's six one listed at six one. Oh Tiny. my god yeah, yeah that's crazy but anyway the, the beat writer said he wouldn't be surprised if pat beverly starts on kd which is which is crazy because you know kd can basically shoot over anybody but yeah on the flip side, you know, remember CP3 didn't do that poorly against Kevin Durant in the playoffs last year. 
I and think it's you know I think that's an interesting aspect, but I think that is you're you're gonna be playing that I think on a short leash. You have to be, you know, because as soon as because KD is gonna figure you out because he has to hide on you. He's literally if Papev is one like six one, KD is almost a foot taller than him. Like it's just he doesn't have to do and with his high release like. There's, what is he going to do? He's never going to challenge the shot. Like, it literally, you flash KD into the mid-post area, uh, and then he literally can catch the ball, turn around, rise up, and shoot. Like, that's money in the... That is money in the bank for Kevin Durant. And if you don't have any length bothering him, I just think that... I think they will definitely try it. You should, if you're Doc... You know, you should definitely try all these, especially put your best like perimeter defender on on KD. Um, and but then, hey, look, man, once he's if he starts getting four or five baskets in a quarter like that, then you're just like, okay, this is you. you it's got to be on a short leash. Like you can't have a healthy diet of that. I think over the long term, that's not a winning strategy against KD. Like you just, it, the time and time has proved that. You know, it's already tough to stop KD, but the, you know you have to have length and quickness. You just you can't have undersized dudes on him. He just gonna, it's it's eating cake all day, dude. Barbecue chicken. Right? <laughs> this, why, why, don't, why don't we use a different reference? <laughs> like oh I don't know, uh, <laughs> Yensuji or something. You know, let's, first let's of all, that's barbecue. Um, but yeah, you. But you get what I mean? Like, this is, like, a legit... Like, I I still think you're going to see a healthy dose of Jermichael Green, Wilson Chandler, or Garrett Temple on KD. Like... Yeah. I, I, I think the Pat Beverly thing is more of a Hail Mary, like... like you got to try it, though. You have to. Yeah, right? yeah, and get under his skin. I mean, that's what Pat Beverly does, yeah. right? He gets that's under a dude's yeah. skins, you know, you know, get... Get Kevin Durant a technical early on. Get Steph Curry in, you know, and and swing for the fences. Maybe get somebody ejected. That can swing a game, you know. That who knows, right? It's with how much the refs hate the Warriors, and you know, to some extent, rightfully so. Um, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors get hit with some techs early on, and and you know, it, Pat Beverly is like one of the top three guys in the NBA that can that can. Uh, uh, that, that can get that out of somebody and you know losing pat beverly uh you know versus you know the warriors losing a kevin durant that's like that's like trading a, a bishop for your queen or something in a chess game right like it, the clippers would gladly take that trade if it means you know if it means one of our one of our top two scores are out of the game so um i, I that i i think overall kind of anger management and uh you know, uh, confrontations. That's also somewhat of a subplot of this of this series. And remember, yeah, a lot you know, of one heads on both teams. Yeah, and remember, the Warriors are you know the Clippers are playing with house money. You know, they they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. A- anything that happens after this is gravy for the Warriors. You know, we we need to make it those four rounds. And if anybody gets beyond that that seventh technical, they're suspended. And you know, Warrior fans know how much at a suspension. In a game four, game five, yeah, yeah, the NBA Finals, how much that can hurt us. Um, James, this has been good. Uh, Any other final thoughts, any predictions, or anything else that you want to add? Uh, I think, 
you know, ultimately for Warriors, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, um, I mean, we have obviously the superior talent, but um, I'd like to see if Boogie can, um, you know, especially against um, some of their uh, undersized bigs, I'd like to see if he can maybe get to work uh, a little bit as well. But, uh, but I think, you know, it'll be probably a five-game series is my yeah. guess right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they will. I am definitely not comfortable like going for a sweep, like calling a sweep. I just think there's plenty of talent on this Clipper team that is going to sweep. Like I said, either Shamit or, you know, Lou Will goes off one game. Um, and then I think it's actually going to happen in two games that we're going to survive one of them. And then, yeah, yeah and then uh, we'll end up winning in five. But I think Lou's probably going to good good for like two games where he goes 30-plus, and then Shamit's going to have a game where he hits like four or five threes. And then, you know, I think we will just survive one of those games and end up winning in five. So, I agree with you. I I agree. I would say we we win in five, and I would say I'm more inclined that this this series goes six games instead of four. If I had to, if I had to choose between a four game or six game series, I'd say six game series. I also wouldn't be surprised if Warriors lose game two. I I just have a feeling that the Warriors just somehow lose focus. Um, you know, but. On the flip side, and this kind of is a little bit of a tangent, but worth tracking, you know, the the Rockets somehow fell to the fourth seed. So the Warriors, assuming that the Rockets beat the Jazz, which won't be a cakewalk, but I think it will happen. Yeah, uh, it will be. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it won't be a cakewalk. I think that's a six or seven game series. Assuming that happens, you know, the Warriors meet them the next round. I mean, I think the Warriors want to stay sharp. I, I don't think they want to, you know, I, I think really. It, it, they want to, you know, knock the LA Clippers out. Um, they definitely don't want to make that extra trip back to LA for Game Six. So I, I, I'm hoping that they that they wrap it up in four, obviously. But I think five is fairly reasonable, and hopefully these guys keep their focus on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think so too. I, I I also agree that it's more likely that this ends up going six than it does four. I just I would be absolutely stunned if we. Um, ended up sweeping them just because that would mean we'd have to be sharp for four games in a row. And I just don't have the confidence that we can do that, that given the, uh, the up and down season we had. So, yeah. Uh, if you could put money on the Warriors sweeping the playoffs, what, what odds would it have to be? Like what, like plus 800 Jeez. plus 2000. So 16 and 0? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. What would you, what odds would you would you be like? All right, I'll I'll put a hundred dollars on that. Oh man, dude, that would be. I mean, a thousand maybe. I don't know. Plus a thousand. Yeah, yeah I I think I'm right around there. Yeah, too. like I, I mean, they can do it. They 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 could do it. They just need to focus. It's just, and you know, there's no LeBron James anymore, right? Like that's that's another thing. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, dude, you're talking about sweeping the Rockets. That's just like the <laughs> likelihood of that is like so ridiculous like we would have to be firing on all cylinders and then Harden just goes on a cold streak like like that's the only way you could sweep the rockets like just their three-point shooting alone there's like the chance of them being able to swing a game from shooting threes is just like i I don't know Mm -hmm. maybe maybe first uh 30 games of the season rockets we can sweep (laughs) yeah yeah hey yeah if if, can can they resign mellow yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we'll sweep them for sure, dude. That's a sweep. I guarantee that. The guarantee it. <laughs> the guarantee and the guarantee put it all out there. If they bring back Mello, yeah, it's game over, dude. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but uh, a man can dream. All right, James. Well, it's been fun. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably look to check in with you on the on the other end of this series. Um, hopefully this doesn't go into any kind of danger zone. If it does, we'll check in. Otherwise, I'll look to speak to you before the next round. All right, brother. All right. Go Dubs. It's a great time to have a ball. It's a great time.